This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. How you doing, Jason Glick? I'm doing good, John. Yourself? Oh, not too bad. What do you got on the menu for us tonight? All right. Well, first I want to start off by talking about um, Comixology Unlimited's um, Comixology's um, Unlimited um, pro- program, which is basically like the all-you-can-art Netflix, all you, a la carte Netflix-style um, pay, pay a certain fee for a month, get get all these comics to read. Huh. Now, it's selected, yeah. though, right? Yes, and um, this is something that annoyed me when I read about it because I, I thought, oh wow, it's like I'd love to read like all these series. I was like, you know, for just for like six, for like for like for six bucks a month. It's like going to hometown buffet. <laughs> yeah, only it's like the thing is like if you imagine if you could only get like say like one piece of chicken or one prime rib. Ah, okay. So, so guess things. Um, it's basically geared towards um, first volumes of of series. So you can read like the um, individual issues. You can read like the first volume or two, and um, you know it's basically designed, um, you know, designed to get you to go and read some, read this stuff, like you know, pay, shell out stuff for the stuff they shell out money for the stuff they aren't they don't have for you to read on on the unlimited thing. Now, that was um, now it's like I when I first um, um heard about this, I thought okay, this is kind of like a. Uh, this this is kind of like meh. It's like I'm not, I'll sign up for the uh, for the month for the one month free trial they're offering, and um, then be done with it. So so I figured like well, what can I, what do I have to read in that that month? Well, I haven't didn't really get a lot around to a lot of image stuff. I did get around to some of um Kodansha's manga though, and that like the uh, first first volumes of say say of Copelian and Space Brothers two series which are which have not been graced with physical releases and you know like were at least interesting enough that I'll consider um picking up like picking up the, the subsequent volumes like once um the sale rolls around cuz holy fuck there's like 24 volumes of space brothers even if it's like like um kind of like the heir apparent to um character driven sci-fi that um planetus started i'm not sure like if i want to like, keep shelling out 8 bucks or even 10 bucks later on for stuff that um like when there's like 24 volumes out there, like I'll wait, I can hold out for a sale, but you know stuff something that I had to go out and buy as soon as I I uh, read the first volume, well because there was also a sale and I had to act fast, was um, a silent was a silent voice by um, Yoshitoki Oima. Um, now I had heard about this series, um, see a while ago, and um, it's like basically in the sense that it was um, so something that was um being that was being advertised as being good for um, like for, like for uh, for uh, young, for younger readers, basically um kids who are still in high high school or junior high and whatnot, because it's as it centers on um relevant matters of like like of bullying, so, social acceptance, um how dealing with kids with disabilities, and I thought okay this sounds nice and well intent well intentioned, but um you know not something I'm gonna like gonna go out and rush out and buy, so so when the uh I. But you know, like when all all these good, all this on positive word of mouth, like you know, I filtered through my head. So when I saw that the uh, first volume like was part of the unlimited program at um, Comixology, I figured, well, I might as well give this a shot. See what I'm missing here. So I burned through that sucker in no time flat because, well, that first volume is something special. The rest of the series, not quite as good, but holy crap, um, that first volume. Okay, basically, it starts out with um, with our with our main their main character, I'm Shoya, who's basically yeah, your your standard um, immature, it's like 
immature grade school kid. So when he's all he's kind of a daredevil, like prone to jumping off, like jumping off bridges for kicks, um, looking, um, taking, um, what, like taking on weird animals home, and just like you know, engaging in a never-ending fight against boredom. And um, so he's got two friends, one like someone who aren't quite as um gung ho as he is, but he's but he um gets gets um to go along with whatever he's doing through sheer force of personality. And like you know, you know kids like this, like the uh, like the uh, he's kind of an like the big he's he's kind of he's kind of a leader, the one who just like you know just run rush off without without thinking of the consequences and when he does stuff. Now. Into their cla- into his class one day comes a, a girl who is hearing impaired. Um, Shoko. Um, Shoko. Um, it's like she is meant. She tries her best to fit in, but um, she, but her, her um, but her impairment um, makes it really hard for her to do so. And then there's also a certain amount of resentment um, fostered among that in the class because like she causes them to lose their um, it's like their core their um. It's like their school, their um, their their class choir thing because she's she's completely tone deaf. They have to um take the time to make sure she understands the lessons. It's like things things like that, and you know, like you know, they're kids. I mean, like they're not gonna like they're not gonna be like, as understanding as like as um you'd hope adults would be. And so like, there's this resentment on Foster towards her, and and um, it's like and Shoya, well, he kind of takes 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 initiative in this and just thinks that you know hey it's like seeing how she how he how she te- how he, how she reacts to, like teasing like either just simple stuff like, like yelling at her or the times when just or meaner stuff like throwing um her communication notebook it's like in the it's like in the school pond i mean it's it's hard i mean it's like it's not it, it's hard stuff to re- to watch like to, um to read to read through it first just because like you know like it's it's it just so it makes you see how like this bullying is just like it starts off just like you know really just really simple before it just escalates and just um out it's like all right nast- nastiness until something until something changes and the brilliance of this volume is that change it does because after Shoya um pushes things too far in this in the way that um his like his destruction of some of um Shoko's some of Shoko's um, hearing aids basically rack up a uh, huge amount of money. Um, it's like it's the uh, it's like the the uh, the tide of the class basically turns from hey from from bullying um, Shoko to bullying Shoya because hey he's the kid who basically who basically ruined things. Who basically he's the bad guy in this situation because he basically got the principal to come over to come over and like t- and um, tell them off for for doing this stuff and also the. Uh, and also, just you know, just like the possibility of getting um, the police involved in this, it's like because there's a considerable amount of money here over ten thousand dollars. So, and that so basically, then you've got the uh, you, know, you know the class we see shifting from you know, hey, well, you know, it was really just saying, hey, you know, it's like it's fun like to pick on the deaf girl to basically, oh, wait, this is bad, and oh, hey, it was Shoya who was the the instigator in all this, and that's when. So that's when the script the script is flipped, and so the bu- the bully the bully becomes the bullied. Shoya um basically um suffers all the torments you you can imagine from like from this kind of this kind of thing from just from you know from you know, from being tossed in the 
tossing the pool, tossing the pond himself, having stuff written on his desk, being beaten up by his former friends for what he's done. It's it's really hard to take, but at the same time, you could, I mean, like you you have this like complete understanding of his of his mindset. Just you know, it's like how he how he became this how he became this bully, and um, it's like and just you know. It's like, and it's you know, even though it's bad, like you know, you still like feel for him because you can understand once he's um like made um completely ostracized for his um like for his actions. I don't know. It's like it's, it's like you like you can't quite you can't quite hate him because because you understand like why he why he did all that stuff in the first in the first place. So it's so it's tough. I mean, it's like when he um there are scenes like when he has to um fake having his friends over. Like in order to make sure his mom doesn't doesn't worry, it's it breaks it breaks your heart. And then when the story jumps ahead to his hi- high school years, and you realize that he's not gotten over it, that he's like you know been tormenting himself over it's like over this over his treatment of it's like of Shoko all these years. It's like he realizes that you know he needs to um, make things right before you know he calls it quits. So that's where um that's that's the um, first volume. So 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 and um it's like it's after I read that it's like I I, I just thought oh man I, I got to know what happens next. Oh wait. The uh because the uh, it's only seven this is a series that's only seven volumes long and the rest and um volumes on 1 through 6 were on sale um because of that um on Comicsology. So what do I do? Buy the rest buy those six volumes and bought the seventh through um Amazon and um burned through them it's like in the it's like in the following week. Now like I said the first volume this first volume is something special. What follows um basically does it's kind of a longer form take on some of the, the stuff I like most from from Onani Master Kurosawa. Yeah it's a weird comparison but yeah but bear with me here. You see it's like what I liked about um, that series is that after um, the title character realized that you know, like hey, he that he needed to change and like you know take responsibility for his actions, you know, it's like it, it's like we got to we got to see that with um with a silent voice. The following six volumes are more or less I'm sure you basically coming to terms with his with his actions as a kid and trying to make things right with um. With um Shoko, I mean, it starts off with um him tracking her down at her at her school and apologizing, and then slowly but surely getting to know more about her. I mean, he's he actually he actually took the time in the intervening years to learn sign language so he could properly express his feelings for her, and he's one of the few people in the series who actually can communicate with her her directly. But there's also a number of other um supporting characters that um that co- that come along as um. Ashoya tries to redeem himself, such as his his quote unquote best friend, the uh, the nerdy and also bullied um, Tomohiro. There is there's the uh, girl that was kind of like hanging around with him through mo- most of the most of his grade school years. Naoko, who who really who really liked him, but um, things were complicated by the whole um, bully- bullying of Shoko stuff. Um, like um, another girl, Mickey, who um, basically went on to become class like his current class president. Like, and um, let's see, um, Satoshi, who's kind of like the uh, the one character who doesn't quite work for me in the sense that he's he's kind of like a uh, style like a stylist boy who um like think who's kind of who's drawn to um Shoya because of his daredevil antics, but he's also but he's also um 
but he, he he's not really um developed all it's like all that well, and he's kind of like you get the feeling that the uh, manga wanted to put a uh, like a pop give like show you like a popular friend in order to uh, you know show show you show that he can change and that this is what you can get, but um. He also comes off as kind of a creeper when you learned about why he, what one of the reasons why he wants to be a uh, like a teacher as well. Let's watch over the the um, kid of some kids he was he bu- that were that he was bullied by in grade school. So it's so he's kind of a character who doesn't doesn't quite work. You want want to give the, the main character a popular a popular friend, but it doesn't. But things don't quite pan out the same way you expect. Um, and then there's also um Yuzuru who is like um Shok- um Shoko's um. It's like I'm tom, like I'm tomboyish little little sister, and how she's always taking picture of um, dead things for reasons that seem that you know you look at this and think that's kind of creepy, but then you find out why she was doing it, and it turns out that you know it was all pointless because of what she wanted to um, impress upon her sister. Um, it's like late, it's like later on, so it's so it's it's a solid it's a solid um, interesting diverse diverse cast with. All sorts of drama. It's like in their own way as well, particularly with Naoko, as she um, really loves um, um, Shoya, but she's unable to um, properly articulate this. It's like over the it's like over the course of the series. It's like and it's like this. It's all it and and you know these kid these kids come together. It's like you know just yeah. As, it's like as Shoya tries to um, make amends for things, and he finds out that that's that it's really hard to um like to do to do this. And and there's also there's also a whole lot of drama along the way as show as um it's like as they try to make a uh, as they all get involved in this um film project that um Tomohiro um does because he's kind of an inspiring filmmaker and um it goes goes well at first until um like circumstances involving it's like involving Shoko's involvement and um Choya's um self hatred kind of drive things apart provide the impetus for drama starting it's like starting at the end of all volume four it's like i was like it's i mean a lot of this stuff is it's like it's good it's a it's a compelling read and the characters are well sketched out but i don't know i guess there are some parts especially towards the end where i feel that um that um the manga amoima feels that you know like that in the end it's going to be love that redeems uh choya love between him and shoko and you know it's like i thought you know Okay, I mean, I get this. This is like you know, this is essentially like a young adult series, and so you want to give like you know that you need that romance in order to like you know like really bring the drama and all. But you know, it's like you really, I don't. I think the series would have been stronger if you just if they didn't if you didn't play that angle. If you saw if you just show that you know, hey, you know, it's like it is possible to just you know change without you know power of love saving all. And yeah, that and that um. It, that would have made for a more interest, like interesting end, because the the end does kind of affirm like any kind of romantic involvement, the kind of romantic involvement between um, Shoya and Shoya and Shoko. It's, I mean, like yeah, it's like I can believe that, but at the same time, like I said, it just felt it would have been stronger if it just hadn't, you know, gone for that, you know, that standard, you know, love like love will save us all in the end. And yeah, it's like if you're if you're allergic to teenage drama, well, it's like. Yeah, you know, there's lots, lots and lots of angst here, but I still feel it's um, it's like it's re- it's handled pretty, it's like it's handled pretty well for the most part. But like I said, the first volume is like I said, it's a difficult read, but it's like oh man, it's 
like it's it hits you right in the gut. And I can't imagine that after you um, read that first volume, there's really no way you'll probably be in the same boat as I am. That you need to know um, how, just how this story, how the story is going to end. It's like I won't say that I was disappointed by the end, by how it by how it wrapped up. But I will say that you know I do feel that things things could have been handled better. Overall, though, it's like it's very it's a very worthy read. And um, you know, even for this, for me, it's like it's like to someone who's approaching middle aged, it's it's like it's a young adult message, and it's like and it's like anti bullying stance. Still, like I'm still ranked true, and we're we're affected. Oh, very recommended overall. See, John, any thoughts on your end about all this? Very recommended overall is what you just said, and I think that that's a good recommendation for everyone. Me, I have no extra thoughts on it, although it does sound interesting. So Yeah, only seven volumes, too, so it's a relatively short manga read. Can you still get it on sale? No. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, but I will say that it's, def- it's that, um, worth it. Yeah, it's, it's, worth, it's worth the discounted price you can find it. You find it di- digitally. I'm sure that um, if you want one in a print, all seven volumes are st- are still in print as well. Because it actually it actually sold pretty well, as, uh, pretty well as well. The um, final volume made it to number two on the manga bestseller list. Hmm. Okay. Well, cool. Do you know what you're going to talk about next time? Next week we are going to a different source of angst in the um, inexhaustible well of stories that is X Men. <laughs> as I um, get as I um, my the final volume of um, Brian Michael Bendis's um, X Men run arrived. It's like arrived in my arrived in my mailbox, and I'll be talking about his entire run. Like um next time. All right. Well, that sounds great, and we'll catch you next time on Comet Picks by the Glick. All right. Later's. Bye.